Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back to the second part of Sacred Space in West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley. Shane Ambrose is on the other end of the line. And this being Divine Mercy Sunday, we say we take the opportunity of asking someone to join us in the program and to give us a reflection on Divine Mercy, what it's all about, and so on and so forth. So early on during the week, I took the opportunity of meeting Father John Walsh uh, inside in Limerick. John, Father John has been involved with Divine Mercy for a number of years. And um, I met Father John inside the Reparation uh, Convent Chapel uh, last uh, Wednesday evening in Limerick for a beautiful evening of, of Divine Mercy, of Mass, of healing and so on and so forth. But anyway, specifically, I asked Father John to tell us about um, Divine Mercy. So this is what he had to say. Okay, good morning, so, and welcome again to Sacred Space, um, West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley, out and about again um, this morning. Sunday, of course, this Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday. Took an opportunity to try and, and um, give people in West Limerick and further afield uh, a reflection on what Divine Mercy is all about, where it's come from, uh, why it's celebrated this particular Sunday. So I'm delighted to welcome onto the program this morning uh, Father John Walsh from Limerick. Good morning, Father. Morning, John, and thank you for inviting me on. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on the program. Okay, Divine Mercy Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday this Sunday, but I suppose there's a story behind Divine Mercy. Maybe people mightn't be aware as to how Divine Mercy started. Would you give us an idea as to how it all started and why we're... Well, I can give you two starts to it. Okay. One right. is as old as, as Jesus and the Passion itself. But in more recent times uh, in Poland, there was a wee little sister, um, Sister Faustina Kowalska, uh-huh. nun, and she had... Um, visions of our Lord Jesus who asked of her to, to go and be a secretary to his message and uh, he appeared to her in as we know the image of divine mercy today and for a number of years she was getting these um, messages from the Lord which she recorded them in what we know today as the diary of Saint Faustina okay. um, and it's extraordinary I suppose about God's providence because Sister Faustina was alive in the very early part of the 20th century, okay. living in Krakow. Um, around the same time, a few miles away in Badabice, Karl Waitia was growing up. <laughs> okay. And the extraordinary thing there was, of course, that his, um, his mother died. The father decided to move Lockstock and Berlin to Krakow. Okay. Then the war broke out. The Nazis caused a wee bit of trouble. At this stage, Faustina, of course, was dead. Mm-hmm. But uh, Karl... Uh, YTN, not John Paul today, mm-hmm. um, he had to work in the um, quarries. Mm. But every day from where he lived, he passed by the monastery where Faustina lived. Uh, and he used to call in every evening to pray in front of this image of Divine Mercy. Mm-hmm. So from a very early age, he was introduced to Faustina, to Divine Mercy. Mm-hmm. God's providential love happened in, in the fullness of time. He became our Holy Father. But before that, in the 60s, he was the, the bishop or the archbishop who was promoting our cause for beatification. Mm. So he was in the right place at the right time because God put him there. He did. Was there a time where the divine mercy devotion was sort of kept quiet? I would say suppressed now. I'm not going to use that word suppressed. But, but I still think it's been kept quiet. So okay, so yeah, okay. Certainly when I got involved back in the early 90s, uh-huh. uh, it was something that, what's this about? Yeah, that's so right. Yeah. devotions. And certainly there was a huge amount of scepticism about it. So, of course, when in 2001, John Paul 
um, instituted the, the Feast of Divine Mercy. Uh, the small little faithful following um, mm. who brought me to Divine Mercy were celebrating, and I think the world began just to stand up and take a look. But yes, and of course in 1982 then, which is before that in his papers, he brought mm. this, this encyclical, Divis and Misericordia, mm. Rich in Mercy. So yes, it was very sceptical for a long time, and I suppose mm. the church in many ways was slow to change, or slow to okay. And, and I mean, there are a few things associated with the Divine Mercy. One is the image. Yes. Tell us about the image, please, Father. The image was given to, to Faustina in, in um, a little monastery in Pauk, not about an hour, an hour and a half or more so. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jesus appeared in the, in the image uh, with the rays coming from his, his heart, the two rays of blood and water. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're flowing from his heart, flowing right over the whole of the, the world, of the whole of humanity. Um, she had huge problems trying to uh, get this anyone to get a close likeness. Mm. One of the most important things about the image, of course, was he asked her at the end to sign it, Jesus, I trust in you. Wow. Uh, and that's, I often say, you know, God created the covenant with his people in the name of Jesus, and we sign it. Yeah. Our trust uh, and our devotion to him. And sometimes it's hard for us to do that because trust isn't easy. But Jesus really just wants us to cooperate with his mm -hmm. love and his mercy. You know, uh, we talk about there a wee bit that there's a bit of conflict. We have mm -hmm. to feed the sacred heart. Yes. So of course, devotion to the sacred heart is very much about uh, us participating in, 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 in reparation for sacrilegious to the Lord. Mm. Mercy, divine mercy, Jesus has come to say, I'm bringing mercy on the world. So we receive it with the hope and the blessing then that we share that mercy with others. And I see it happen in extraordinary ways. Mm. Um, there's a chaplet associated with the divine mercy, Father? Yes. The chaplet is uh, the little prayer that was given to Faustina. And I often, when I go to, we, we go every year to, to, to crack up into the the Shrine of Divine Mercy in October, we bring me group. But I go there every year and I think of Faustina because she was praying this chaplain and of course the nuns in the convent were saying, you're mad. Mm -hmm. And we think that at times we're a wee bit um, <coughs> strict in our faith, but think back on the Polish people at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the chaplain is really a prayer that's addressed to God the Father. Um, and we we're asking God the Father for the sake of the sorrowful passion of Jesus to have mercy on us. Mm. on the whole world uh, and it's, it's, it's very very simple it's, it's a prayer that we pray on the beads every day um, and the first prayer of course eternal father I offer you the body and blood soul mm. and divinity of your dearly beloved son of Lord Jesus Christ in atonement for our sins and the sins of the world and so it is a prayer to the father and Jesus is asking all of us to pray it to the father so that the mercy of God will become clear upon us and the whole world, irrespective of our creed, colour, age, mm. or anything. We're all part of the heart of the love of God. And there is a novena to Divine Mercy? The novena yeah. to Divine Mercy is, um, was given to Faustina, uh, Sister Faustina herself, um, in preparation for, for this Mercy Sunday. She was told a long, long time before that there was going to be a feast of mercy, of course, only through the... the, the the vision of God to her, she'd never have understood this. Mm -hmm. And he asked her to make a novena on the nine days previous to the to the Feast of Mercy. Um, and each and every day there's a different intention. Mm -hmm. Now, it was a personal novena for her. Um, thankfully, and so many people made it personally, 
But over the last few years, we have been lucky in Limerick to, to have the, the use of the Reparation Convent here. So we make it publicly. Mm-hmm. And we ask people to come and join us. And, you know, people become very much a part of this mission of mercy. We're all apostles. I said recently to the people that at the very, you know, at Pentecost, Jesus entrusted his kingship to the apostles and they went out and carried the message. And we believe mm-hmm. in these times, in this new millennium, it's a new apostleship. Mm-hmm. And we're all part of it in a very simple way. Uh, not only, of course, mercy works through, through our prayer, through our actions. Um, and then throw and throw our spirit really with one another. So that's why the she, she does that, and, and there's a different intention each and every day for the Norwegian. It's in preparation for Mercy Sunday, of course, which is a huge celebration. And um, Divine Mercy Sunday. Um, Divine Mercy Sunday. Then, of course, we know it traditionally is Love Sunday. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not anything new. Back in the time of Saint Augustine, in the, in the whole of. Uh, the teaching of the church, he speaks of the Sunday after and, and the octave of, of Easter, mm. uh, that this is the, the, the outpouring of God's mercy. Uh, and on Mercy Sunday, we've been given an extraordinary grace. Um, through Faustina, the Lord has told us that anyone who on that day will um, go to make a confession, mm-hmm. receive Holy Communion, venerate the image, um, and go to Holy Mass, of course, uh, we receive a complete remission of sins. So it's, it's a new baptism. Yes. Now, this is where you mentioned a wee bit earlier, mm. is there a bit of question yeah, about this? Yeah. How could this be? Mm. Uh, no one's going to it. Absolutely mm. not. But we know it's divinely inspired, and that's why the Holy Father has, 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 has given us this gift. So it's a, it's, it's a moment to start all over again. It's a bit different maybe for us because in this country we're so, most of us are baptized. As infants. Yes. Mm-hmm. I worked in Nigeria some years ago and all of the baptisms were adult and the preparation they made and the expectancy of mm-hmm. actually being completely cleansed. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in Divine Mercy Sunday. We meet in the cathedral in Limerick um, at half two and we've mass at quarter five. Uh, it's an afternoon of celebration, but it happens in many parishes and so some of your listeners in West Limerick. Mm-hmm. I know in every feed it happens. In every field, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it happens. So it would be great if you went out and shared and participated in that. Come to join us if you wish, you're more than welcome. But it's it's a moment where, and the gift of this um, renewal in baptism isn't something just personal alone, but when we renew it, when we're cleansed, that we bring that to others. Mm. I often say to people, we're looking through a window these bright days and we see the dust on it. Mm. But when we clean off the dust, and then and the full rays sets light upon the whole room. Uh, that's, what God, that's what it does. We, 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 we open ourselves up to the love and the mercy of God. And again, I've seen countless examples of how people have lives have been touched and changed. Mm. Somebody once said to me that it was the wee little red book that's going around Jesus, will you help me? That, that, that they were touched by it. I'm convinced through the prayer of the chaplet, uh, so many souls are touched and, and divine mercy finds us somehow or other. Mm. Um, so one of our greatest problems in our country is that we, we're more comfortable with the sin rather than the love of God. Mm. Um, and we get bogged down there. I always tell people, Jesus isn't obsessed with sin. He died on the cross to wash that away. Mm. But he's obsessed with us mm. and the potential we have, the gift we have, the love that we share. Um, and all he wants of any of us is to say, Jesus, I trust, to trust in him, but also to say yes. And he works in very ordinary ways and ordinary people. Like you and I this morning are the good people that are listening to us. <laughs> yes. 
And of course, Divine Mercy um, is not just restricted just to this Divina time. I mean, people pray quite often, every day, maybe something. Yes, Divine Mercy, people pray it. One time in particular, people pray the chaplet is when somebody is ill or dying. Okay. But of course, the promise around that is where the chaplet has been prayed for those who are dying, that, that the Lord Himself will come and, you know, will intercede mm. and, and, and stand between them and any judgment. So it is prayed. It's prayed. We pray it continuously every Tuesday night at the Reparation Convent. We just uh, have a, a night, and year in, week in, week out, year in, year out, it seems to be the numbers are coming all the time. One of the things that I notice, and that I often wonder why, is that it seems to cover every age group. Mm-hmm. Many, many young people involved in Divine Mercy. They, I think, one of the things that was true that the young people can accept mercy and love more than we used, we used to do. So it's, it's a great devotion. It is celebrated all of the time. What time do you say it's on, uh, on a Tuesday, Father? Uh, on a Tuesday, we start in the Reparation Convent at half seven. Mm-hmm. Generally, we do a holy hour, and during that holy hour, we pray the chapter, we pray the Holy Rosary, we devote to St. Maximilian Colby, we pray through him. And, and it's a time for an individual we need a blessing in front of the blessed sacrament and then we've lasted half eight to half nine so it's, it's very structured we try to get people out and back on the road when we can and so your message to people this particular Sunday Father maybe those who hadn't heard of Divine Mercy before would you encourage them to maybe visit maybe a church this particular it's very simple and I, and I would absolutely invite people to, to visit a church as I said Sometimes it's easier, when it's like when we gather together in the cathedral, mm. there's a great people, so it's easier to participate in that. Yeah. And that's why I say if there's a church near you that's doing it, go ahead and join them. Mm. But this Sunday is about the gift of God. Yes. I don't know, but some of you viewers may be, or your listeners may mm. be aware that I work in the prison all mm. of the time, it's my full-time ministry. Mm. Uh, and again, the extraordinary grace that I see sometimes when people open up to the fact that you know, we don't earn God's mercy and love. Mm. It's gift. Mm. And God gives it. This Divine Mercy Sunday is really, to me, it seems that God is just inviting and it just wants us to say, to say yes. And it doesn't matter how burdened we are. Just allow him to bless you, allow him to bring you his grace, his healing and his loving. Uh, I often find that some people that I meet and that they might say, oh, what's this picture, what's this image? Mm. You six or twelve months later before they decide, I'm ready now to, to come back to God. Mm. But his eye and his heart and his love is on you. If you ever see that image with the red and the, the, the pale rays coming, it's God's grace is touching you and nobody, nobody is, um, is beyond it. It's a gift mm. to each and every one of us. So uh, all I'm saying to you is just have a good look, take a deep breath and know that the presence and love of God is with you. Pure gift. Yes, please. As we finish, we thank God for the gift of this Mercy Sunday. We welcome especially His love into our souls, into our hearts, and into our homes. And it doesn't matter where we are at this very moment, just pause for a second. We hear the words at the bottom of the image Jesus, I trust in you. But I want to want each and every one of us here this morning to remember that Jesus trusts us first. And he has entrusted his gift and to each and every one of us, where we are in our circumstances. And no matter what prayer you know, or if you know none, if you stop to say, Jesus, thank you, 
and Jesus I will and I can. May the Lord bless each and every one of you. May we receive the gift of his presence and grace. And if you hear nothing more this day, just remember this. God loves you unconditionally. What we become, what we're about, is simply how we say yes. I'm not afraid of anything, but trust in him, as he trusts in each and every one of you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Father John, thank you very much, Nick, for joining us this morning. You might come and talk to us again some other time, please. Love to. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Now that was Father Father John Walsh, uh, spoke to us during the week. Shane, I'd say he gave us a fairly good uh, reflection there on divine mercy, what it's all about, and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a growing it's a, it's a growing devotion, I suppose that's that's there. And of course, today is as as he said, today is Divine Mercy Sunday, um, a feast instituted, of course, by uh, Blessed John Paul II. Thanks for that, Shane. And just to let people know, the Divine Mercy devotions locally. In Abbeyfield Church, they started at 2.30 uh, this Sunday, uh, this morning, uh, and Massigan at 3 o'clock, and that healing service, and um, um, chaplet afterwards. Also in Atlaka Church, uh, Divine Message Sunday, this afternoon, 2.45 to 4 o'clock, Father Fancycle 9 and Father Burke, Exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, uh, Novena Prayers, Confessions, and Mass, and also, as Father John Wall said, uh, in the cathedral starting off at 2.30 this afternoon and 4.45 us. Okay, we'll go to our second piece of music and the, the music that I chose this morning which I thought was um, very apt and ideal after this Divine Mercy Reflection by Father John was by my, my friend uh, John Michael Talbot uh, from his album Signatures and it's actually entitled Hero of My Soul. Let's hear this. He 
I'm a stray and stumbling. My soul. 